Hey y'all, welcome to Best Virginia, the podcast where we talk about the fascinating history, culture, and folklore of the wild and wonderful state of West Virginia. You got shot, you got stabbed, you lost everything that you had. There ain't no time to wonder why, but to hang your head and cry, oh no. Jordan here with the much too long awaited exciting finale of my chat with Landon and Garrett Knapper where this time they'll be taking us through their hike on the Continental Divide Trail and offering us some wisdom and advice that they were able to take away from their adventures. So we accomplished our goal in 100 days on the PCT which ended up being a marathon day for 100 days. That's amazing. We love to tell people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, still haven't run an actual marathon yet but we've, 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 we've had an ultra marathon just not a... Yeah, we, we, yeah, after the AT, we were like, after the AT, we were like, we're going to run a marathon. We actually ran 50 miles instead of a marathon, so we still technically haven't run a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> a marathon, I guess. But uh, still, that's still on our, our list to do. So we were like, are we done the Appalachian Trail? We the Crest Trail now. We've done two out of three. Might as well go ahead and do the third one. Yeah, so a really cool thing is there's only there's only like 500. So there's this a group called ALDA, what I've seen is America Long Distance Hiking Association. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but they keep track of like all of, like everybody that completes like the trail and stuff. Yeah, like, all the all of, like the triple crown. And they only have like four hundred and fifty three hundred and fifty or four hundred people maybe. Yeah, like four hundred people who have to have ever completed the triple crown in general. And then we found out that people do it in like that's like, you know, they might hike the A T one year, take a few years off code and hike the C T, take a few years off, hike the PCT. But we we're we found out that there's like people do it consecutively, like back to back to back in three three years, and we were like, oh, let's try that. And they say more people has been in outer space than have completed the triple crown in three consecutive years. That's crazy. Yeah, so I, that's why like eighty people. I don't know. But yeah. like a, a very like a very small amount. And so we started doing more research, and we we're like, whoa, if we do this in three consecutive years, we'll be the first. Because that's what originally we were like, like oh, we don't have to do the CET like right away. Like I mean, we can wait. But we were like. If we do it right away, like, like there's already a small number of people who've done done it in three consecutive years, and then we'll be the first set of identical twins to do it in three consecutive years, which doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 just, it's, it's just something else we can say that we did. Um, yeah, so it's so we were like, well, we've done two. Mine's they, that's what they say. You you either do one or you do all three. <laughs> In the, on these long distance trails. So real quick, um, where like, because you all are still pretty, you're still pretty young now. So, you, and you were even younger a few years ago, obviously. So, where does your age range fall in? Uh, right, so we, 
So twenty when we get to eighteen. Couldn't yeah, even drink, couldn't drink. Uh, on eighteen. <laughs> we were twenty. Uh, we did PCT. We were twenty-one. And then, and then start start the PCT. We are we get the PCT. We are twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah. Okay. Or CAT. We are twenty-two. CAT. We are twenty-two. Yeah. So I imagine you know, like you all were saying earlier, a lot of people do these types of feats after they retire or later. That's like what, that's what you meet. So we would meet a ton of either pre-career or post-career. So like. People who are retired, they'll go there and hike. Or people who, like, haven't started, just like us, like, before college or, like, just finished college. Just finished college. Before they start a career, right. So, when you go, that's what we would see the most is pre-career and post-career. Okay. Yeah. So, what do you, do you all know, while we're on this topic real quick, so, do you all know the youngest age to have completed the Triple Crown? So, so there so, was, like, a family that hiked the... Oh, for the Triple Crown. For the Triple Crown. Well, I don't know the Triple Crown. I know that eight. There's that one kid that he did the Adventure Grand oh, Slam. Yeah. I think he was, him and his, him and his dad did it. I and mean, he was like seven or eight. Do you know what the Adventure Grand Slam is? No. So it's when you hike or when you summit the highest peak on every continent. So all seven. So all seven, yeah. seven of the highest peaks in wow. the world. Yeah, in the world. And this guy's, this kid's dad was like a um, like super rich, like adventure, like world world-renowned like adventure traveler and so they went and did that and then triple crown and i think he was like seven or eight that's yeah, amazing he did. yeah he was like super young. while we while we were on the at we met a guy his name his troll name was so you have troll names that's what some have yeah, yeah. yeah so everybody goes by different names while they're on the trail that's what's cool about trail it's like you can be whoever you want out there really like you have all these like i don't know people from every occupation and stuff but it's just like it's just one big one big community. It's so cool. And so you, you get a trail, like they, they do trying. And so it's like, it can either be like something like that happens to you or like something that like, like, I don't know, a characteristic, maybe right. like if you really like pop tarts, maybe you're trying pop tart or like you <laughs> fall on your like stumbles and or if you have hiccups, like, Oh, you're, you're trying to hiccup now. Um, and so, so we wanted a cool duo name. So that's what, I mean, it took us like, we didn't even have a chart in four. Almost Harvest Berry, yeah. Yeah, we were eating lunch with a big group. Everybody, everybody just called us the twins until up to then. They were like, okay, you guys need to get to go to show names. And they were, they were going through a ton of, uh, like, a ton of, like, duo names. It's like Maverick and Goose. And then somebody was like, freaking frack. And we were like, oh, we didn't even think about freaking frack. We were like, because growing up, we had a, um, a basketball coach, and he always called us freaking frack. And, and that just stuck like, throughout our childhood and stuff. And so we are like, oh, that'll be the perfect name. So on trail, we were, we were freaking frack. And that just kind of stuck. And so, yeah, people, so while you're hiking, like on the Appalachian Trail, in, in each one of the shoulders, there's uh, trail logs, which is like a notebook. And people would just like put like entry, little entries in them and like you sign your name. And so, but it was cool because you keep track of like where people were like, you're like, oh, this person's ahead of like this many days ahead of me. And like, you're like, oh, like, I don't see like so-and-so in the trail log. Like maybe we're in front, I guess they got off the trail for like the day, went in town. Like, so we're in front of them. But we got on the PC team, people would be like, oh, like, I remember seeing, like, freaking fact, you guys had an AT last year, right? We're like, yeah, like, did we meet? And they were like, no, I just, like, saw your, uh, saw your, like, logged in the book and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Like, not even to meet people, but, like, they would just see your log or you would see their logs, things like that. Um, that is cool. Yeah, so after the PCT, we went back to work on the ambulance, started. Yeah, so that's, like, the whole time, like, it was, we were, like, we lucked out, like, our, our bosses of the name story were like super grateful. Like we're super grateful for them because they would give us like four or five months off time. But now, granted, we do work like a year's worth of shifts in the <laughs> the six months that we're there. So 
That's only fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Re- let me interrupt you one more time before we get onto the the CDT. So um, I, I read that there was a little bit of a love story on the PCT. So I so not the PCT. So on the AT. Okay. The, uh, so in uh, New Hampshire, yeah, right around this time I had this rash. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, yeah, I met this girl named Kelly who's actually actually from New Hampshire, and. Uh, yeah, I just, we get it off. Because she was hiking the Appalachian Trail. Right, the right. She was hiking. Yeah, so we met in, met in New Hampshire. Um, didn't really, didn't really hike that much together. Just went our separate ways and then stayed in, stayed in contact, like, on Instagram and stuff. And uh, then she, like, we talked a lot more on the PCT because she was wanting to do that. So, she, like, we would constantly be messaging each other. And then, um, after, yeah, that would have been after the PCT. Once we got back, we, uh, we went, we, we decided to, like, meet up and, Whiskey and the, the rest was history, and so, like I said, she's a she had hiked the AT the same year as us, and um, yeah, just super cool, super cool girl, and so fell for her pretty pretty hard, um, <laughs> and she was going to hike the PCT last year. So here we are planning all of our CDT stuff, and then lo and behold, COVID hits. So we're all like, oh great, you know. Because, yeah, so actually before that, we, we had a huge year lined up. We wanted to do like 4,000 miles last year. We went, yeah, right at 4,000 miles last year. We wanted to do three trails. We were going to do the, the Continental Divide. We were going to do the Camino de Santiago in Spain to get in yeah. shape for the CDT. Because our plan was to do the CDT even faster than the PCT. Um, we wanted to pretty much just like, it's called fast packing where you just like go super light and you're pretty much just like running the whole time. And uh, we we thought it would, I don't know why not just get these ideas in his head and he's like what if we do the longest trail so the CET is thirty one hundred miles so what if we do the longest trail in half the time we did the shortest trail so we did eighty in one hundred sixty four days and he was like let's try to do the CET in eighty two days <laughs> which was reasonable it was like yeah, 30, it, 36, <laughs> it was like thirty six miles and I was like oh I know we can average thirty six miles they would did that on at the end of the PCT yeah we just have to start out. <laughs> So we're like, okay, so what if we're like, the best way to, to start a trail like that is to already have your trail legs, and the best way to get trail legs is to do a trail. So we're like, let's fly to Spain, run run across Spain to get our trail legs, and then immediately fly back home, drive to um, drive to uh, Colorado and start, or not Colorado, Montana. Montana, and start with CET. But like like I said, COVID happened. And then we were going to hike the CET and go to Vermont. Soon, as soon as we finished the CET, we were going to fly to Vermont. And then do the long trail. Which is 200 mile, 270 miles. And we were going to try to set the... So on these trails, there's you know, people hike them. And then there's these ultra crazy people that, that run the whole entire thing. And they set... It's called um, the fastest known time. So like how fast people hike these trails. And we were like, let's try to set the FKT on the long trail because we would come off you know, we had already been hiking like 30, 40 miles a day. We'll just come back and just cross that trail. But like I said, COVID, COVID hit. And we actually both, we uh, are, we were working a ton anyways. Like I said, like 48, we'd work 48 hours, come home for 12, go back for another 48. And then COVID hit and our, our company, they were, Boone County Amazon Authority put on a COVID only truck. So they were like, okay, this truck's going to gonna be on for the foreseeable. You're going to clock in and be in at work for, for the foreseeable future. We're going to put you in a, uh, a station by yourself and you're going to run only COVID calls. And me and Lion just thought that sounded so cool. We were like, we never have to leave work. We're already, we're already at work so much. That's, that's the worst part is like, 
driving home and like and stuff like that. So we're like, oh my gosh, we'll make so much money. <laughs> and uh, and so we we both signed up for that, and we we worked for like we we were clocking for like eleven hundred straight hours. <laughs> so it was a it was a fun experience. We would so um so if an ambulance would pick up a COVID patient, they would have to they would be out of service for like two hours, completely deconning their truck and everything. But with this COVID truck. It was a special truck that had like completely wrapped in plastic. It pretty much looked like a um, a scene from Dexter. Yeah, like, in the back of our Dexter's <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so we would uh, go pick these people up, and we could just like decon our truck a lot faster. So like, the turnaround time was. And so like our stretcher has like this huge bubble. Here we are in like full hazmat suits, like strolling through the hospital. Yeah, we did like something like um like <laughs> in movies when when there's like an alien landing, and then the government sends people out in like suits. That's what we always felt like as. We just like we were just pushing this huge bubble through hospitals, like, <laughs> and uh, so we did that. And then we we came to the conclusion that we probably weren't going to get a hike to CDT. We were like, you know, it was only fit. We were like highest record high rain year on the AT, record high snow year on the PCT. We we, thought, we joked and said that maybe like a porcupine outbreak or something, <laughs> but like global pandemic topped it, I guess. Yeah, we, I guess we, we hadn't even thought of global pandemic, but we thought only fitting for us. And so luckily around, everything was, cl- I mean, at the time, everything was closed down. So yeah. all the trails, like trail controversies, they were like, yeah, we don't want you hiking because like, you know, if you get hurt, you're taking, like, you're going through these small towns, you're taking your resources, you want to take a hospital bed. Like it just don't hike this year. But then in June, things started opening back up. National parks started opening back up. Like, they were encouraging tourism to come back in to boost the economy, things like that. And so we were like, we decided like what three? We decided yeah. like three, two or three weeks. Before. Our original start was start date was July fourth because our dad has minor vacation off, and we were they were going to drive us out there. And um, so we were finally like starting in July, and like three weeks before, we were like everything started opening back up. We were like, well, I guess I guess we're going to do it. So we made our and that was our thing. It was like we're going to go out and try to do it, but. Yeah. COVID if COVID gets, gets like picks back up again, or like like things just aren't looking good, like we're just gonna get off trail, like like we're we'll be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was totally yeah. different than your original plan of training like crazy, going into right. it. Like, wow. Yeah, and so so that's what Gary's girlfriend Kelly was going to hike the Pacific Crest Trail, but they they pretty much closed the PCT down. They, they were saying like don't, we don't want people hiking it, and so she decided like two, two weeks. weeks before she, <laughs> Me and I were like, well, if you want to hike, I mean, if you still want to go hiking, you can hike with us. Like, she had all this money and stuff saved up, and she's like, okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, two weeks before, two weeks before, she decided to hike with us. I said so that it was different because, like, it had just been me and Lyman really hiking, and then, um, and then this last year we had uh, Kelly with us, and so it it was such a fun experience. So yeah, so that's that's what like our, like after that like our whole focus shifted was like. Like we don't necessarily like need to do it fast. Like we'll take our just take our time and like just like enjoy, like that's what everybody would always like ask us. They were like, "You guys did the PCT so fast. Like, do you even enjoy it?" Or like, you stopped like look around. We're, like, like we love going that fast like that. Like for us, that was just like part of the experience, right? Like, but going like taking a little bit slower and like taking like I don't know. I guess like taking spending more time in towns, like getting like explore around those towns and stuff, and like not necessarily hiking as far like every day. Yeah, I mean, it's just a different kind of experience, like, on the trail. Oh, yeah, so much fun. So, on July 4th, we drove, me, Lyman, and Kelly, and our parents drove to, Ma- we drove across the country, hit a few national parks, that was pretty cool, and then um, went to Montana, and so the northern terminus of the trail is in Glacier National Park, and uh, 
the first 100 the first 100 miles of the trail right yeah um actually there's a small portion that runs through uh blackfeet indian reservation, reservation. blackfeet nation indian reservation it's a mouthful and uh and um they you know they still didn't want the the reservation didn't want any anyone coming onto their like onto their land because they were afraid like they would expose like their elders would get like COVID and stuff and so that was closed off and we we're like oh right away we're already running into problems with this and we're like we still want to hike border to border because this one still goes from mexico to canada. canada this time we were just hiking canada to mexico yeah and so we uh we found a road that was right outside of glacier and we did our first our first hundred mile we did a hundred mile road walk around the boundary of glacier national park pretty much and uh just to just so we can say i don't know why we did that <laughs> just so we can say we hiked from from border to border again but looking back on now, oh my gosh, that was walking on. It was a gravel road for like the first fifty miles, and then just just paved. two lane, curvy, paved road. It was like a seventy mile per hour two lane road. And so it was just like beating off the asphalt. It was so hot. We were getting Kelly was getting such bad blisters. Like it was, oh my gosh, it was miserable. And then we finally get to the trail. Finally make it to the CDT, and it's just like. We had always just heard these great, like, because not as many people do the CET every the, year. The way they compare it is, like, the AT is getting your, what, your bachelor's? Bachelor's yeah, like getting your bachelor's degree. The PCT is, like, getting your master's, and the CET is, like, getting your doctrine. And so, so it's just, like, extremely extreme, like, hard, it's, like, hardcore. I think Google says, like, on average, like, 20 people a year finish the CDT or something because it's just, like, so much more remote. Like, you have to have, like, you have to know what you're going to be out there, like, if you don't like, you're gonna die. Like it's just it, the environment changes so fast, like, fast, and just, it's just crazy. And that was part of the reason that we saved that until like the end. Yeah, that way we could have more that much more experience. experience. So we, honestly, we were scared to death. Like the stories people told us, like the triple crowns we met, like this, the CDT was just like its own beast. And lo and behold, we get out there, and the like there was this, there was a huge fire the, a few years before that, so all the trees were dead, and then there was a big windstorm, and. Uh, the, I don't know, like, probably like the first 50 miles of the actual CDT that we were on was covered with, they call, it's like a blowdown, so like trees laying across the trail, so we were just crawling. Just these tangled messes of trees and roots, and <laughs> it was it was crazy climbing up and over trees. Oh, that's got to wear you out. Oh my gosh, and just like, and you just, like, you just can't move faster, and it, like it slows your pace down. Right. And, uh, but yeah, like, like completely exhausted. The trail was just overgrown, like super muddy. And so, like, if you remember, like we said on the Appalachian Trail, we had white blazes. Um, every <laughs> you could stand in one, see two or three past that. So the PCT, you had signs at markers, and the CDT, there was nothing. Yeah, you would you would see like we would go days without seeing C- a CDT marker. And then well, and we, would, we would see, we would see CDT markers and. Like we would check our app and we'll be off trail. Like it's not even. We'd be like follow a few CDC markers. Like oh, like they would go down a point down a road or something. We'd be following down this road and like that would be the old trail. And they like rerouted it and like the markers still up. And we're like, oh my gosh. Oh wow. And so so we definitely had to like rely on like like our navigation like and use like our GPS and stuff a lot more on that one. Right. And so the CDT thirty one hundred miles. It goes through five states. So we started in Montana. Montana was beautiful. The first, um, what, the first two states we hiked through uh, Grizzly. Through Grizzly Country, yeah. Grizzly Country. So, like, on the on the AT, we had black bears. We saw, like, 26 black bears altogether. Yeah. That was pretty cool. The PCT, we only saw, like, three black, three or four black bears. And they were brown bears. And uh, 
then yeah so here we are in grizzly country don't know much about grizzlies we're scared to death yeah we're carrying our bear spray with us this is like oh you, you definitely want this just in case you get attacked yeah, so like every night like sleeping with that on our chest in case like one comes and attacks us in the middle of the night but we didn't have many bad experiences with grizzlies we we saw saw one or two but they were they were super skittish and ran away and so we hiked in montana uh go to wyoming and then, we and then it follows montana and idaho on the border there yeah, so Montana and Idaho is like super pretty, and you follow the border down to Idaho, and while we're in Idaho, gear gets food poisoning. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, we went to this went to this town to resupply for the day. We hit this cafe, and I, I got like I think it was the eggs that did it. And uh, yeah, the, so we hiked hiked. We just went into resupply, charged our stuff up, and came back out and hiked like another ten miles that evening and set up camp. And and so me and Kelly were sharing a tent, and Lyman had his own tent this year. And like two o'clock in the morning, I sat straight up, and my stomach's cramping. And I'm, Kelly wakes up, and she's like, "Oh no!" And I'm like, "Ugh!" And so I get out, and I start throwing up, and it was just, oh my, it was the, it, I thought I was gonna die. It was the worst experience. You know how like when you're when you're sick, like it sucks just getting up from the couch or bed, like you're just achy. And here, so I'm throwing up, I'm super achy, and here we still, we're still like 26 miles from town, and like, oh, it was just miserable. Well, and on top of and on top of not feeling well, you know, you got the dehydration that comes along with throwing up, and you're you're losing all your calories. Anything down exactly. I I didn't have an appetite. I couldn't keep. Every time I had to drink water, I would just throw it back up. Like it was, it was. And like so, like we were only like ten miles from town one way, but like twenty miles from town the other way. But going ten miles back was going to be so much harder. Like elevate, like because what we like. Because there was it was another blowdown section and just the, the terrain was super steep and like rough, and so we're like we're just gonna get to go to the next town, um, and that'll be a, a lot better for you. So we got, we got them to town and stayed there for a few days. Just yeah, right outside, right outside of Yellowstone, rested up, and then uh, once I once I got better, um, we kept hiking. Hike the trail goes right through Yellowstone National Park, which was really cool, uh, and it was another just like culture shock because here you are not really meet any people on the we can meet like run into one person every every few days pretty much another hiker and uh then you're in a national park and this year i felt like so many more people were getting outdoors and so there are so many people in the national park and so it really was just crazy yeah so listen to this so on the the entire cdt we we estimated we saw maybe 30 30 other through hikers yeah wow. and compared to like what we said earlier we are seeing easily 30 30 people a day on the at so that was the, the whole entire state of Wyoming. We didn't see, yeah, see anybody else in the entire state of Wyoming. That's, yeah. that's right, another hiker. Um, yeah, so after after Idaho, we went to Wyoming, and that that was so cool. There's uh, the um, the Wind River Range, which is just beautiful, like beautiful country. Um, and so after that, there's this 200-mile section of Wyoming called the Great Basin, and it's just in between these two huge mountain ranges, and the water dumps out before it gets to the the mountains are so steep around it, like the water dumps out of the clouds, so water doesn't really get to the basin, and so it was—it's a desert. And the CDT was a, like more similar to the AT, like terrain-wise, like, it was just like really steep and rocky. Um, and so we were like, oh, whenever we get to this, the Great Basin, everybody said it was going to be like super flat, and like we could just cruise through there. And so we were, like, we were really looking forward to it. And uh, so we were we were in Lander, Wyoming, we, yeah, which is right before the start of the Great Basin. And they were like, yeah, there's going to be a cold. We were looking on our phones, and there's going to be a cold front coming again. And so we went ahead and bought um, – we, we were still prep-packed pretty 
like ultra light this year last year but we went ahead and bought a few more things like picked up a pair of gloves some warmer warmer clothes and we head out into the basin the first the first two days they're so nice like there's wild stallions out there just like running around it's like it's super flat and then uh the that third day the that, that second night the wind started picking up and it was just crazy it was like 60 mile per hour wind just like beating us Oh, and, like it was like it was hurting to just even hike, and so we like so we finally found a spot that was kind of covered in like this little dip. I mean, it's just like it's wide open out here. Like there's it's completely flat. Yeah. There's no trees. The only thing is just like sagebrush. So it's just like these super small bushes, like and uh, nowhere to like hunker down. <laughs> and so we we set up our tent, and like the wind's just whipping. And the next morning, the the wind finally like throughout the night, the wind finally stopped. And the next morning we woke up and like, I was like, what is on my feet? And like the, it is, there was a snowstorm that came out of nowhere and, uh, snow, like the snow had piled in on our tent. It's like, it was like collapsing the tent and like, that's how it was like down to my feet. Like the snow was like, this yeah, so, laying on my feet with so much So snow. like this, this bottle we set our tents up, like the snow was just like drifting right into it. And so there was like, it was blowing so hard. Right. right. So there was like four feet of snow pot up around our tent when we woke up. <laughs> it was the, I got out and I just could not believe it. I was like, what in the world? Like, oh my gosh, it was, it was so scary. Now was that better or worse than the 20 foot of snow? Oh, it was so much worse. <laughs> because the airs were capable because you were walking on top of the snow because it was like packed. Like, even though it was, like, 20 foot of snow this year, it was... It we was, weren't there while it was snowing, too. Right. And it was it was nice weather. We were just walking on top of it. Like, in the afternoon, we had post a little bit, but this was, like, fresh snow, and it was freezing. And, the, and we still had, like, 50, 60 mile per hour. Oh, yeah. Right. Blowing us around. And, uh, like, the whole... Like, that night and the whole next day, the wind, like, didn't stop. Yeah, so, but we were, like... We, we were like 20 miles from our town and we were able to just cut down a cut down a road and like hike down we hiked down a road and got to another road and maybe we just hitchhiked in early because like it was just we probably honestly would have died if we would have stayed out there i think like everyone that's what all because like our, our stuff was wet and like we, like there's no doubt we would have got hypothermia yeah like if we wouldn't have bailed out when we did we we would have if yeah we probably would have died it was it was so scary um but yeah, that was like, I don't know. It was so weird. Like, it was just like, we, and even still now, like, I just, I can't, I was never really claustrophobic, but like being like in our tent with that snow around us, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. <laughs> I, I just knew I was going to die there. It was, it was so scary. I think that like, out of all three trails, that was probably the, the worst experience we had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a few hairy river crossings on the, on the PCT, oh, yeah, but that was nothing compared to the snowstorm. Cause like I said, it just came out of nowhere. So we got to town, waited that out a few days, finally recovered, <laughs> and kept hiking south. So from Wyoming, we went to Colorado. Oh my gosh, that was one of our favorite states. And th- that was one of the reasons that we, we hiked this, well, I mean, because of COVID, in many ways, we were trying to put it off, um, but we wanted to go southbound, so we had hit Colorado while the um, Aspens were changing colors. And so the, it was beautiful the whole time we were there. Yeah, all the all the Aspens were bright yellow. Oh, wow. We, yeah. Uh, we we hit a few fourteen or fourteen um, fourteen thousand feet summits, so that was pretty cool. And then we got to call. It, so on the Pacific Crest Trail, like we lucked out because normally like it's out west too, like through California and stuff. But where there was like it was such a wet year and like all the snow was still melting, there wasn't as many forest fires while we were going through there. But the CDT was more dry, 
And so as soon as we got to Colorado, it was just like, well, actually, I guess in Wyoming, technically wouldn't it be. We got to Wyoming and just like there was, just started being forest fires that were popping up everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. It was such a bad, last year was such a bad year for forest fires. And so yeah. that was another thing like some, like we had to miss like 20 miles of the trail here, like, or get, have to do a, a huge roadwalk to like get around the fire. And so it was just like, that was so scary. I constantly like... <laughs> I don't know if I sucked. I, I feel like I hardly sucked through there because I was like, I tried to like, I was, I was scared to death that we were going to wake up and be in the middle of a forest fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, whenever we were in um, Yellowstone, we, we hiked, yeah. hiked. So in Yellowstone, you have to like camp at like your designated sites. So we were like at Old Faithful, hiked like five miles out, four or five miles out to our campsite, set up our tents and we're getting ready to go to bed for the night. And this um, forest, like a park ranger came by and he was like, hey, there's a um, forest. Yeah, he was like, time to check out. We're like, ah, good one, man. <laughs> How's it going? He's like, no, really, there's a forest fire like a quarter of a mile from here. Like, you guys have to get out of here. And we're like, what? Like, where are we supposed to go? We don't have a car or anything. He's like, it's the it's the nine o'clock at night. Like, what? And he's like, I don't know. He said, hike back to that road, I guess. Like, figure something out. <laughs> and so here we are at nine o'clock at night, like packing ourselves up and running down the running back down the trail that we just hiked because there's a forest fire on the other side of this mountain. <laughs> Smell the smoke, and we're like, great. And uh, but luckily, we were able to get up right in the in the national park like right next to one of the geysers there is a uh, a lodge and we were able to get a room there so that worked out didn't have to sleep in a ditch <laughs> yeah so we get to colorado there's still a crazy amount of forest fires going on so like and that's what's really neat about the cet is um so the appalachian trail like we were saying like it's like one dozen route but the cet there's multiple routes that you can do yeah there's a ton of different that trail was there like you can hike on a road or like this this trail might have a prettier view whereas this trail is shorter it's like if you want to have a shorter trail take this one want to have better views like hike this trail like it goes high or something or there'll be trails that's like this one's six like a 60 mile alternate but goes through a town but this one's 90 miles and it doesn't go through a town you have to hitchhike in so it's like you can pick and choose okay. which one you want to do and that's what they say is like nobody ever does like nobody hikes the same ct route right like because everybody like everybody picks different trails along the way to hike and so that was another thing we did last year was we didn't want to hitchhike as much like having a car with stranger like with COVID and everything so we would try to we picked out our routes so that way we they would the trails would like we'd either hike down a road or like the trail would go right through a town to so we could resupply and um yeah, so we, we ended up having to do so much road walking in Colorado because there was just so many forest fires. And so we would just have, like, they would read out the trail and it would just, it would usually be on roads. Yeah, like so, forest service roads or, I mean, even main roads. But yeah, it was still so pretty. And then we made it to New Mexico, which I was honestly dreading, but I, yeah, I ended up loving it. New Mexico, yeah, New Mexico is the last state. Um, and it was just, yeah, desert. The desert was so cool, and it was a lot well, like, flatter. I was just picturing, like, straight desert, like nothing other. But there were so many cool, like, rock formations and, like, mountains and stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, pretty big mountains. Oh, that sounds really cool. But, yeah, it was, it was just, like, it was a, a really cool ending. Like, the desert was, and it was it was just such a cool vibe. And then we just took our time the last few days, really reflected on the whole thing. And, uh, yes, yeah, and then on November 4th, so our birthday's on November 6th, and... Once again, we got in our head. We were like, "Okay, let's try to finish before we turn 23." So, the last, like the last, the last like two or three weeks, we had been doing a lot bigger miles, so that way we could we could finish before, either before or on our birthday, and we finished two days before. So that was it. Took 124 days to hike roughly. Our CT was about 2,800 miles long. Yeah. So 
Yeah, the, the official CDT is like 3,100 miles. And with the closures and the routes that we took, it, ours ended up being around 2,800 miles. Well, so how many miles is that total between those three that, trails? Roughly eight. Right at 8,000 yeah. Yeah, 8, right, right 8, miles, which is the, uh, the, the diameter of the Earth, which is pretty cool to see that we've hiked through the Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's okay, so cool, that though. Puts it, that puts it into perspective. Yeah, the reason I like to use that one. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, like, is there any advice you would have to give to uh, maybe somebody else that's preparing to do the Triple Crown or, or even the individual trails? Any specific oh, advice? Just to go for it, um, you know, like people, I feel like people wait all their life to like waiting for the right time to go. For yeah, it. But and that's, that's like you just like gotta get out there and put one foot in front of the other. I mean, that's what you do. You just take, take one step at a time. Yeah, life on trail is so simple because you really are just taking it one step at a time. And so, and that's the thing is like that's what we learned after this is like if you want to go do something, like do it now because there are so many people from like Boone County that like live vicarious vicariously through us the whole time we were out there and like followed along on like Facebook and YouTube. And yeah, that's, that's what we, we would get back and talk to people and be like, oh, yeah, people would be like, oh, I've always wanted to do the Appalachian Trail. But, like, I'm, I'm so old now, like, I'll probably never get to do that. So that was one thing that we really focused on was, like, we want to do it now before, like, and, like, not be like, oh, that's something I wish I would have done. Yeah, we, like, we, we can say we did it. it. Yeah, we're older, we to say we did it. So that's what I would definitely say, just go for it. I mean. I think and, that's good advice. And, yeah. Yeah, because especially, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Being from Boone County myself, you know, specifically, uh, you know, you hear people, you know, I got family and friends and stuff back home that say, like, well, I'll never get to do this or I'll never get to do well, that. Like they're just like, yeah, we, like, we talk to some people and they're like, I've never even left, left West Virginia. And it's like, there is so much to see and do. It's like, right. And we have such a beautiful home for sure, but th- right, there's. Right. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. And, you know, just getting to travel, I, that's that's a great piece of advice because you never get younger, and it always yeah. gets harder to do things. And that was something we realized working on the ambulance. I mean, just, like, the calls we had run, like, like a bad car wrecks or just, like, crazy medical calls. Like, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Like, anything can happen. So, like, that's we just wanted to, to do it while we could. So, first of like, we definitely do not at all regret taking a few years off of school because, like, college is always going to be there. I mean, yeah, and so that, and that's what, like, now that we've, we've done that, we've got more experience. And so, like, and that's, like, gave us time to, like, think of what we want to do. So, like, while we were in the Sierras, we were like, oh, if somebody gets hurt, hurt out here, like, who's going to come get these people? So, like, like you, there's, like, search rescue teams. And I was, that's what I really, like, a lot more I want to focus my career on is, like, doing, like, search and rescue. But then, like, the more I looked into that, I was like, oh, uh, a lot of the search and rescue teams are, like, on a volunteer basis. So you can't really make a career out of that. So that's what I'm going to go into the, uh, the Coast Guard. Okay. Do, um, as the, like, they have, a, like, rescue swimmers. Yeah, I don't know if you ever watched the movie The Guardian with Ashton Kutcher and uh, oh, Kevin, yeah. Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah. That. So that's, that's what I want to do, basically. Because they do, they, I mean, obviously they do their, their water rescue, but they do a lot of inland search and rescue as well so definitely from like from the last three years i'm like that's what's inspired me to do that now it's like i want to go help people that like if we would have got hurt or like been in that kind of situation on trail i want to go help like those kind of people okay I, I you know i think that's pretty that's pretty noble and that's something you wouldn't have a, a conclusion you probably wouldn't have come to had you not done these experiences definitely, definitely not. not right and you know like 
like you said, taking some time off school, you know, school will always be there, but also you've done this thing, you, both of you have done this thing that such a small percentage of people ever do and ever will do already. Right. Yeah, I just think that's yeah. awesome. Right, like, I mean, it definitely made us, like, I don't know, you, you just appreciate, like, the little things in life. So, like, like, we got back home and we were like, oh, like, we have, like, power in our house, we have running water, we can go open the fridge and get cold drinks. <laughs> so, because, I mean, out there, like, we're just drinking out of, like, we're filtering water out of the creeks and, like, springs and stuff like that, and we're, like, drinking from lakes. Yeah, just, like, the experience we've had, the things we've seen, like, it honestly just makes you, like, makes you just appreciate life so much more and just, like, makes you a better person. I don't know, like, I feel like I can hold a conversation with anybody now just because, like, where you're meeting so many people from around the world, like, I don't know. You just, it sounds extremely just humbling. Really, I, I feel like it really makes you grow as a, an individual. Yeah, I bet. And so I, I do have one question. So did you guys get, like, um, like super used to not showering for, like, a week or two? And <laughs> so on the Appalachian Trail, that was our biggest thing at first, and we were like, oh, like this is going to be rough. But, oh, so we so on the so yeah we actually kept track on the PCT we only took eight showers in a hundred days. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like just like we were getting like one shower a week, and then like our longest stretch though was through um, like Oregon and Washington. It was like twelve days that we didn't. I think or twelve or fourteen days. Fourteen days. Yeah. But we were swimming in lakes and stuff too this at the time. And, okay. So, but it still wasn't like a true shower. But no, by the time we got around to the CET this year, we were like. I mean, it's just been, like, second nature for us now, so it's like, we're not going to shower for five or six days? Like, that's okay. It's kind of weird when you come home and it's like, you don't do it. You you get, I don't know, you hang out on the couch all day and it's like, well, I guess I should go shower. (laughs) I I have the option to, so I might as well. See, that's what I was thinking. I was picturing your coworkers being like, come on, guys, it's been been a week and a half now. Something's (laughs) got to give. I'm still good for another week. I haven't had blood on me for a week, so And one thing we haven't we haven't talked about, um, so like our our shoes, oh yeah, yeah. our um, our hiking boots. Is everybody always talk, asks is like, do we get blisters like right away? But we really don't. We'll get like one or two blisters maybe like the first week or two, yeah. and then our feet just like hard enough like they like a it's huge callus. Our, our feet are so nasty. nasty by the end of the trail, and so we wear trail running shoes instead of like hiking boots. Because hiking boots get wet and they just stay wet, like they will not dry, and so you end up getting more blisters like that. So we're hiking trail running shoes, and um, they last for like five hundred. We can get like five hundred miles out of them, yeah. and then we'll just get a new pair sent to us. Yeah, on the CDT, we end up going through like six pairs of shoes. Six pairs, yeah. Like five pairs on the on the CDT and like five pair on the AT, just because like the terrain was rougher, so they would just burn through the. Wow. You just burn through the shoes. Yeah, that's and that's some. I'm glad you brought that up. I feel like that's something that you know I wouldn't have really thought about. And you know, when you think about hiking, you think about hiking boots. You don't really think about trail running shoes and stuff. But that makes a lot of sense to me because you know that's what they're made for, for one. And you can get such not necessarily hiking, but they're made to be on the trails and they're ventilated, so they'll dry quicker and they're lighter. And that's like starting on the AT. Like we we read and like saw that like everybody was wearing those, and we were like, oh, like. What about like ankle support and stuff? But like we never had a problem. Yeah, your ankles just get so much stronger. Yeah. Like once you once you get used to that. And you're more deliberate too when you're hiking and not running. Exactly. Right. So you're more deliberate in your steps, and you're not like 
sprinting down hills like trying to beat somebody else or anything. Not most of the unless, time. Unless, unless you're running from mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Like if you if you were to do it again, would you lace up just for Oregon, and then just so, sprint I, through I, the I mosquitoes? A full a full body bug net is what we'd wear to Oregon. Absolutely. <laughs> like, we saw a like, pant, like bug net pants, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, can I just like steal this from me? And take some like, extra no, battery no. packs for a bug zapper. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that would definitely work. <laughs> I definitely appreciate you all uh, agreeing to do this with me, and you know it means a lot, and you know it's it's so cool, and keep it up, guys. Happy trails. <laughs> and like we said, just if you want to do something, go do it now because you know tomorrow is not guaranteed. So. That's that's the, our biggest takeaway from this is like, like do what makes you happy and like if, if there's something you want to do then why not go do it. Right. This has been another episode of Best Virginia Podcast, created and hosted by me, Jordan Mitchell, featuring special guests Landon and Garrett Napper, and featuring music by Eighteen Strings. As always, thanks for listening. Stay wild, stay weird, and stay wonderful.